Welcome to the 359. I'm Roger Chang. I'm Alfred Ang. Samsung has reportedly fixed the screen issues plaguing the Galaxy Fold. That's according to Bloomberg, who says the company is set to begin manufacturing the troubled foldable soon. Uh, it's been delayed for more than two months, uh, and Samsung keeps saying that we'll get we'll hear more details, but we don't hear any more details. But it looks like this thing isn't going to get ready until the holidays. I will believe it when I see it. Um, a part <laughs> of me feels like they're going to roll it out for you know reviews again, and some other issue will come up that they had not foreseen. Start all over again. I yeah, I I feel like this is one of those phones. This phone is like Matt Damon on like Jimmy Kimmel show, where like he's <laughs> never going to make it. Sorry, we just couldn't get we couldn't fit Matt Damon yeah. in today. Um, so yeah, the, look, the Galaxy Fold as a bit of context again. We reviewers early reviews found that the phone was tended to break. There were some screen glitches. Dust got into it, uh, forcing uh, Samsung to basically recall a bunch of the review units. It hadn't actually gone to market. We're still waiting to hear from it, uh, waiting to hear some concrete details from Samsung. There is a August 7th Mm -hmm. Note 10 event going on, but Bloomberg says that we probably won't hear much about the full event. At this point, you know, they should at least offer some kind of discount for all the people that might have pre-ordered it or were expecting to get it, um, you know, a bit earlier. You know, that that's kind of, you know, frustration for them. I would hope there's some kind of discount. It's a really good point. Uh, And Jessica Dolcourt made actually made that point. And one of the articles that, you know, it's great that Samsung has sort of apologized for pushing this out too early, but they didn't really apologize directly to consumers. All right, uh, next up, Amazon finally opens up about how much data it's storing and how much data Alexa is collecting. Alfred, you were on top of the story. What's going on? Yeah, so they had sent a letter to U.S. Senator uh, Chris Coons, a Democrat from Delaware, after he sent them, um, you know, he sent Jeff Bezos a letter in May asking for answers on Amazon and its privacy um, practices on Alexa. So in their response, um, Amazon wrote that, one, they keep this data forever until you delete it yourself which you have to go and manually do it there's mm. no like automatic like expiration date on that uh two some of them are shared or recorded um and you can't delete those most of it is related to transactions so if i order a pizza from lyft yeah that makes no sense if i order a lyft or if i order a pizza um that like it's like financial transactions. So, so right. they keep records of that and that doesn't like, you can't delete that even if you wanted to. And do they have access to those? To they, yeah. Yeah. They have access to that. And as do these third parties. And the other thing that was kind of revealed in this is that the voice data is not anonymized. So all the voice data that they have and oh, like really? keep track of that's tied to you and that's tied to your account. Um, they say that's out of transparency purposes. They say they keep those transcripts because they want people to know when, when Alexa hears them wrong Mm. what what did it actually think that you said so you can go and view that interesting um and they they noted that you know after our scoop from may about how um amazon was keeping transcripts even when you deleted the recordings yeah even when we wrote that story they said they're they're taking work they're going under processes to make sure that it's deleted from all their systems yep um in this letter that was uh sent on june 28th they said they're still working on that. So that process mm. is still ongoing. There are still parts of your transcript that linger in um, Amazon systems even after you delete the recordings. Got it. Uh, or lastly, the Huawei drama continues. Uh, despite President Trump uh, saying that he's loosened some restrictions on Huawei's ability to buy key products, American products and services like chips uh, and as well as access to Android, the Commerce Department has come out and said, no, actually, they're still maintaining the full ban. So we're kind of in this weird back and forth now. The company has dealt, you know, has long dealt with security concerns, but right now it's sort of wrapped up in this broader tussle over trade terms between China and the U.S. So, so generally, you know, like 
am I able to get a Huawei phone in the U.S. still? So the ban isn't necessarily about whether or not Huawei can sell a product mm -hmm. here. It's more about whether or not Huawei can buy products from American companies. And does that include software? Like if they wanted Android? Exactly. That's okay. the big one is because they can't, then technically Google can't sell Google mobile services, which is a lot of the Android mm -hmm. key services to Huawei. That would basically cripple the phone mm -hmm. outside of China. All right, for more of these stories, check us out on CNET. I'm Roger Chang. I'm Alfred Ng. Thanks for listening.